25 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to. They are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the west right tight. That's left. 372 Y sticks. He's The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. Yeah! Hour two has begun. What's up? I'm Matt. I'm in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau. Somebody asked me one time, they said, you know, the intro to your show is a little longer than some of the others. Why is it longer? There's a good reason. It's so that it gives me time to pour coffee out of my thermos into my cup. Plenty of time to do that. I want to do it right when the hour starts, because you just never know <laughs> how much coffee that, you're going to need. I believe that was my first comment, too. Yeah, that's a long intro, Matt. <clears throat> yeah, well, so what? It was longer, just so everybody knows. <laughs> yeah, it was longer before that. But that's the edited version you got. Right? <laughs> it sure is. It sure is. Welcome into the show in the Farm Bureau studio. Staying connected to you because of C Spire, the number one network in Mississippi. They can also fix your phone. Repair centers inside C Spire stores. 20 locations across the state from Oxford to Gulfport and all points in between. Those 20 locations, you can find a repair center. And they've got one-hour phone repair. They'll fix any phone from any carrier with certified parts and technicians. Get more information at cspire.com slash repair. The locations are Oxford, Starkville, Hattiesburg, Gulfport, Clinton, Madison, D'Iberville, Laurel, Pascagoula, McGee, Macomb, Brookhaven, Batesville, Flowood, North uh, Jackson, Loosedale, Tupelo, Greenville, Greenwood, and Brandon. Now, over to the text line. In a bit, we're going to have Brett Hudson on, Brett underscore Hudson on Twitter. But I got to get to the text line because I have neglected you guys and gals. Gator Nation and Maroon Richie and more Cowbell and Doggone and Fluffy Bottoms and everybody who's texted the show. I've been neglecting it, and I'm sorry. I apologize. Gator Nation says, I know y'all love baseball, but can we give three seconds to softball? We are in the World Series again like we are every year. Title is coming to Gainesville. Sign Gator Nation. There you go, Gator Nation. You got it. You're three seconds. Moving on. Somebody was letting me know that Super Regionals don't start until Friday at the earliest. I just thought that I remembered some Super Regionals in the past that they started on a Thursday. Several people text me about that. There have been some in the past that started on Thursdays. To um, I think in the past to accompany television. Maybe they do all start on Friday. If so, that's good. Maroon Richie was texting the show and said that he agreed on the, you're playing a four seed, okay, if you're Mississippi State at noon on Friday, but I want my best guy on the mound. I want Ethan Small pitching that game because nothing is more important than the first game in a regional. 
You lose the first one, it's back against the wall the whole way. Nothing is more important than winning the first one and immediately jumping over into the winner's bracket in a regional. That's my opinion. Now, there's lots of reasons I don't coach, but if I did, I'd have Ethan Small out there. (laughs) Easy for me to say because I ain't got nothing riding on it. Not one thing. (laughs) Let's talk about it on the radio, and that's it. More Cowbell texted the show and said, D1 has a regional breakdown on the website from toughest to easiest by averaging the RPI of each school in the regional. More Cowbell, thank you for that heads up. And there's your plug, D1 Baseball. I don't know if that requires a subscription. I know a lot of the content at D1 Baseball does. And I don't have one. They're a great website with a great team of people. I don't have a subscription. Don't know. Yes, the same Southern University team from Baton Rouge and the SWAC that's going to play Mississippi State on Friday does have a midweek beatdown of LSU earlier this year. That's a team that can hit. They've struggled on the mound a little bit, but they can hit. And uh, just a, a random, you know, if you listen to this show consistently, every now and then old classic TV show movie trivia stuff pops up from time to time. It, it does. And so Fluffy Bottoms on the text line knows that, and he texts to 885-ESPN, 885-ESPN, his text. Speaking of old TV shows, did you know that everybody in Mayberry was happy because they were single? Except for Otis, and that drove him to drink. Otis was married on the Andy Griffith Show. A genius observation. And was the town drunk, Roger. And the rest of them were happy, and they were all single. They were. Aunt B, Andy, Barney. Andy? Was it Thelma Lou? Thelma Lou. They never, they, oh, yeah, there was a time or two they uh, almost tried to go out with the same lady, I believe. Oh, really? Of the three that lived there. <laughs> Gomer was single. Goober. My favorite episode was when he took the, he had to watch the jail or whatever, mm. but he, but somebody needed him to work on their car. So he just put it, took it apart, <laughs> put it together in the, in the jail. In the jail. I yeah. didn't see that one. That's great. Or the sheriff's office, whatever that was. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Got it running good. All right. Let's uh, tick along here on the, in first hour of the show. Heads up coming up. Going to continue the countdown of 100 college football teams in the final 100 days leading up to August 31st. Today is number 95. We are 95 days from kickoff. Mississippi State, Southern Miss, Ole Miss. Today's 95. We'll backtrack, though, to 96 and 97. Yesterday would have been 96. Didn't have a show for Memorial Day. 97 would have been Sunday. Didn't have a show. This weekend, you know, so we had Memorial Day. We had baseball. We had church. But you also had bachelor parties. Our guest on the Divinity Equipment phone line, Divinity Equipment, Madison and Jackson, your Kubota dealer, is Brett Hudson, part of the team here. Matt Wyatt Media. Find his writings at mattwyattmedia.com. On Twitter, he is Brett underscore Hudson. Does a fantastic job covering Mississippi State sports. But this weekend, he was bachelor partying. Hey, Brett, how'd it go? I have a headache. Why do you ask? <laughs> Seeing you're a little grumpy, even. I can just hear it in your voice, a little, mm. little grumpy. Yeah, I've uh, I felt better, to say the least. Mm. I have definitely felt better in my life than, than I do right now. Water is my best friend. Yeah. Hey, do um, 
was there any like resemblance at all? Like if I flip on and watch the movie, um, what was it? The Hangover. <laughs> is that the mo- is that the movie? Is that the name of the movie? It is the movie. Yeah, there yeah. Was, I can never get the sequels straight in my head. I know on one of the sequels in The Hangover, you know, they went to uh, where did they go? They went to um, oh heck. They went to like Thailand for one. Yeah, that's they? it. Or India or something. They went to Thailand for one of them, but I know there was another one. I just know the original Hangover. Like you didn't wake up sunburned on a mattress on top of a casino, did you? <laughs> no, no, I, I didn't do that. But in terms of just general debauchery and tomfoolery, okay. if uh, you were to take the Hangover um, and move it from Las Vegas casinos and take it to Louisville bourbon distilleries and churchill downs it'd be pretty similar okay that's all we need that's that's not yeah. kind of inviting <laughs> roger thinks it sounds inviting <laughs> well i guess that's the point do uh cameras and photos exist like in the movie the hangover they found a camera that had all these photos on it they'd forgotten photos exist okay. um i'm doing my best to keep them out of the public but they exist okay all right and the wedding is coming up i guess uh, next week It's in june okay it's in june yeah will the wedding in any way interfere with postseason baseball it is the wedding is the second weekend in omaha so the weekend the weekend state got bounced last year when you're down to four and you're trying to narrow it down to two that's when that's when the wedding is that's when we had you know if it gets to that point we'll just have to Next man up, sort of thing. Well, well, we'll figure it out. <laughs> well, you go wear a tux. All right, we'll do it. Brett Hudson on your radio. <laughs> Glad to report to you here on Tuesday that Brett is uh, alive and well, and the bachelor party is now behind him. I'm alive. I'm not well. <laughs> okay, I'll take the well out. He's recuperating. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Um, yeah. Brett, you over on the website, Matt Wyatt Media. Y'all go check it out, mattwyattmedia.com. Uh, without giving it all away, you do have a little bit of a, a a look and some insight into all three teams that are coming into Starkville for the Starkville Regional. And I want to start with the team that State plays on Friday, which is Southern from Baton Rouge out of the SWAC, the four seed. And they have a, a nice win over LSU on their resume. What kind of team are they? They're, they're a classic SWAC team. You know, the, the SWAC, they're, they're champions. For, for a long time running, the ones that have made the NCAA tournament, most of them bring a very athletic bats, very, uh, I guess athletic is the right word for it, because the SWAC is very much a power-hitting league. There's only, I think there's only five or six guys that had double-digit homers in, in the SWAC this year, but there's a lot of guys that are up there in the 390, 380, 370 batting average, and they steal a ton of bases, too. They run like crazy. Yeah in the swag. Um and Southern fits that to a T. They've got a couple of guys that are both above three eighty five, above three ninety in batting average. Both those guys run a ton. They have one ten homer guy and that's pretty much it. They don't they don't pitch very well at all. Pitching is not very prevalent in in the swag. Um so it, it's a squad that wants to come to wants to come to Starkville and try to win games twelve to eight. You know, that's how that's how it is in the SWAC. It's, I mean, it's the reality of their athletic budgets and their and their universities. They have 
they have access to raw athleticism and contact and hit tool, but the pitching is is something that that's tough to develop at, at places like like slack schools with their lack of um, with their lack of facilities and, and lack of just general budgets. It's hard to develop pitching at places like there, so it, it shows. Now you can develop a contact tool, you can develop that all day, uh, but developing top level pitching is is difficult at a place like Southern and most slack schools, and it, it shows with with this team. So you, you might see a couple of couple of laser show level hits out of out of Southern, but I, I don't anticipate wins out of them just because of the pitching. Yeah, Brett Hudson on your radio. So that's a look at Southern, who State's going to play on Friday. The three seed coming to Starkville is Central Michigan. They want they won the Mid American Conference. Uh, what are they like sitting up there, way up there, forty three wins or forty three and eleven? That's a team, Brett, that has not lost a game since April the twenty third. That's the last time they lost it. They have just smoked everybody they've played for two months and just walked right on through uh, the MAC tournament. Three straight wins, dominated it, and won their tournament. Also, eighteen game winning streak, active. Yeah, the the Chippewas really. Really did a number on on the Mac this year. They, uh, obviously, that eighteen game winning streak. A good bit of that is in the regular season, since they only played three games in in the Mac tournament. And included in that eighteen game winning streak is a midweek game against Michigan State. Um, so they've got a, a power five scalp in that in that eighteen game winning streak. Yeah, the the chips. They're it's a good squad. They've got two really good starting pitchers. So if if Central Michigan is able to beat Miami and State is able to beat Southern uh, Mississippi State. We'll see whichever one of their their quality starting pitchers doesn't go against Miami. But they've got they've got a good lineup. It, it, it's kind of interesting when you look at the three teams that are coming to Starkville. All of them are pitching deficient, but have gotten their wins with just hitting the crap out of the baseball. They're hitting first teams, yeah. and, and Central Michigan definitely defines that. Although they are the least. Uh, dependent on their hitting, I, I would say they've got two really good starting pitchers that I mentioned earlier. You can see more on them on the on the Hudson Report page on MattWhiteMedia.com. You mentioned that earlier, and their bullpen is is kind of interesting. They don't have go to pieces in the bullpen. They're they're very deep in their bullpen, and they don't really use one guy more than the other. It's a it's a whole host of opportunities there for for Central Michigan. So all three of these teams are. Kind of lean. They lean on their hitting more than more than their pitching, or they lean on their hitting to make up for a deficit at, at pitching. But Central Michigan is definitely the least extreme in in that regard, and it shows when when you run through a conference like they did the MAC. Talking with Brett Hudson, he has broken down all three teams that are coming to the Starkville Regional. You can read it mattwyattmedia.com, mattwyattmedia.com, and check out his Twitter feed, Brett underscore Hudson. So the two seed coming to Starkville is Miami. We know about their program, their history, all that kind of stuff. But it's a team that, you know, they they were on the way they they were on the outs and they're on the way back up. And I look at them thirty nine and eighteen overall. When you look a little closer, Brett, like wins and losses versus the teams they play, it's kind of really hard to figure out what this team is. W- what about you? I think they're I think they're a top twenty five team. I think that's what they are. They're not a top sixteen team, clearly. They're a top twenty five team. And when you when you look at their resume, they, they show that. They've got some some quality wins on their resume. There are definitely some ACC series on there where where they showed 
some really good stuff and, and beating national seeds and et cetera, et cetera. But they just don't have the consistency of excellent performance against those top teams that merited that top 16 consideration at the end of the season like they were getting. I mean, that was a, I think you saw projections for a regional in Coral Gables, maybe in that late April to early May range. This was a team that was in that top 16 conversation for a while. They just didn't finish well against their top team to to solidify themselves in that top 16. But they're still a, a solid squad. Once again, like every other uh, non-Mississippi State team in this regional, they lean on their hitting to kind of make up for a pitching deficiency, and that's definitely the case with the Hurricanes. They've got, I think it's their first base, and it's got 22 dingers this year, 11 of them in, in ACC play. So they, they've got the long ball, but really – the, the batting profile is kind of similar to Mississippi State in that they've, they've got their top-level bats for sure, but what makes their lineup really good is they can put together guys in the 7-8-9 hole that are hitting 290 or better, and this team loves to double. The, the best bats in their lineup have racked up doubles. There's some 20-double guys in this lineup just like there are in, in Mississippi State. Lineup. So the, the Miami lineup is somewhat similar to states in, in some regard. It might not be as good, but it's comparable at the very least. It's just the pitching that's going to be interesting for Miami when, when they get here. Generally speaking, bringing a, a less than excellent pitching staff to Mississippi State has, has worked out pretty poorly for, for opponents that, that have tried it. So I'm interested to see if any of these teams can, can buck that trend, especially with Mississippi State coming off of one of its, uh, one of its less than stellar w- weekends of, of the year. Grants have only had two of them against yeah. Arkansas and, and in the SEC tournament, but that it is, that is what they're coming off of after all. Brett Hudson on your radio. So let's see here. Apple cider vinegar, green tea. I'm looking up. Natural remedies to cure a hangover. Let's see. Uh, Protein smoothies. Um, Here's one. Seven best hangover cures. Get plenty of sleep, eat a good breakfast, and limit your alcohol intake. Imagine that. Hey, I've done all three of those. When? Today? (laughs) Today. (laughs) Is that a preventative or a cure? (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. This ought to be the it's too doggone late list. You know that's what that ought to yeah, be. that is the too, that is the too late list, and that's that's exactly where I'm at in life. Hey, but Brett, what's funny about this? I googled hangover home remedies, and this is the second list. It goes the seven best hangover cures, and then in parentheses it goes, it says backed by science. <laughs> and I'm like, shouldn't that go oh, without okay. saying? Okay, I mean, <laughs> shouldn't it go without saying? All right. So anyway, there's you plenty. There's plenty of lists there, Brett. Just in case you need to. Yeah. Just Google it. The old Google machine will help you out. Have a good day, sir. Thank you. Yeah, I'm going to go pound some water now. <laughs> All right, boy. See you later. That's uh, that's Brett Hudson, or, you know, what's left of him. On your radio, Brett underscore Hudson, bachelor parties. Wow. Roger, did you ever watch that movie, The Hangover? You know, I've missed that one somehow. I think I've seen clips, though. I would say to you at this point in your life, just watch it, the original one, the first one, just once, if for no other reason but to see Mike Tyson's appearance in the show, oh. in the movie. Who, who is the uh, the lead you, uh, you, actor on that one? You actually have four of them, but the one that's you know, Bradley Cooper and oh, Zach okay. Galifianakis 
okay. are probably going to be the most notable. Um, although, I mean, the thing is, the uh, the other two that are a part, it's like a, it's like four guys, okay, that are together, and the name you're not going to recognize, but you would if you saw him. Justin Bartha is his name. He plays the part of Doug, who is actually getting married. It's his bachelor party they're going on Vegas to. Um, if you're familiar with the movies, um, oh, now I'm drawing a blank on the name of those. The one that Nicolas Cage was in, where they, um, you know, they're historical and they're like finding different things on the back of the Constitution and. Oh yeah. What um, what are those called? American. Um, how you put me on the spot. Well, and we're going to get a million texts on it right now, I guarantee you, now that I'm throwing this yeah, out. I know, I know of which you speak. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. There's a series of it. It's like at least two of them. There may be two or three. What's the name of those dadgum movies? Anyway, he played this guy who played Doug on that. National Treasure. That's what it is. The National yeah. Treasure. To, right. This guy who played Doug was in those movies. But the other three, Bradley Cooper, Zach Galifianakis, and Ed Helms, who Ed Helms is the one who played uh, Andy Andy Bernard on uh, The Office. Those are the main characters of the movie The Hangover. Yeah, don't watch it with your kids. It's not that kind of movie. It's my advice. Hey, the SEC is having its spring meetings down in Destin right now. What's coming out of there? Let me tell you. Next on the show in the Farm Bureau studio. Stick around. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. We out here. Several texts here to the text line to get to. 885-ESPN. 885-ESPN or 885-3776. I'm going to go to the doctor in the next couple of days and get a, hopefully get some a remedy, a shot maybe to get rid of this crud that I've been fighting, sinus problems and bronchitis and all that crap for a better part of a month. I'm not going to know what to think when I can breathe through my nose again. I won't even know what that feels like. But that's going to happen soon, hopefully. Also soon, coming up in just a bit, we're going to count down in our countdown of 100 teams leading up to the start of the college football season. Today is number 95. 95 days till August the 31st. Folks, it's going to be here so quick. Gracious alive. It's going to be here quick. First, though, on the text line, Matt says his favorite episode of the Andy Griffith Show. And then he's got the little musical notes here, and it says, Oh, my Barney, oh, my Barney. Had a jail and didn't lock it. Had one bullet for his pistol and had to keep it in his pocket. What is that from? That rhyme. Is that a song? Somebody sang that in one of the Andy Griffith episodes? I was wondering that. Maybe. I missed that. I missed it, too, but I like it. Whatever it is, I like it. I like what his comment on I don't think this was during our show, the... Uh... 
the Whistler looks like a smoked sausage salesman from New Jersey. <laughs> he does. Yeah, he does. He does. My experience on that, uh, the Vandy-Mississippi State game the other night, sat in the stadium for it, and the Whistler in person is not as bad as it is on TV. You know, the microphones just can't get away from it. In person, if he's sitting in the – we were sitting at the right angle where – the volume of his whistle was kind of bouncing elsewhere and not off us, and so it wasn't as bad. Jackson, let's see, the mailman in Jackson wants to know what are the regionals are paired against the big three teams from Mississippi. All right, so here they are. Opposite the Oxford Regional is Fayetteville, Arkansas. Arkansas is the one seed. Cal is the two. TCU, who barely got in, is the three. And Central Connecticut State, Lord of mercy, is in there as the four seed. You know, let's see, Southern Miss is the three seed in Baton Rouge. Opposite the Baton Rouge Regional is Athens, Georgia, the Bulldogs of Georgia. And I think they're going to get upset by Florida Atlantic, the 40-win baseball-playing Owls, the two seed in Athens from Conference USA, also Florida State in there in Athens as a three seed, and Mercer in there in Athens as a four seed. And, of course, opposite the Starkville Regional is Stanford, the one seed, hosting two seed UC Santa Barbara, three seed Fresno State, and four seed Sacramento State. That's what you're looking at. Um, A minute ago on the text line, more cowbell sent me the list from D1 Baseball that is ranking the toughest regionals according to the combined RPI of the opponents. So it's going to be confusing to say this, but you can hang in there. Every regional's got four teams. So outside of who's hosting, they look at the three teams going in there as two threes and fours adding up their RPI. Therefore, the lowest combined RPI is the three toughest opponents. Okay? (laughs) So just trust me on that. In order from hardest to easiest in terms of RPI, you have Ole Miss, the Oxford Regional, has the toughest – it's the toughest regional – in combined RPI. In other words, you combine the RPIs of Jacksonville State, Clemson, and Illinois, they're the lowest total of any other regional out there. The next toughest would be Oregon State, followed by Oklahoma State, the Stanford Regional, the fourth toughest, and then Athens, Georgia, the number four national seed, number five toughest regional. Everybody else kind of in the middle. Then you get down to the bottom. The four... Um, easiest, if you will, according to combined RPI, Arkansas, Mississippi State, State's three opponents combined for an RPI of 296 if you add them all three up. UCLA, the number one seed, got the next easiest, and Georgia Tech, the, the easiest in combined RPI. So again, like I said, when I looked at it, it's not I mean, just because they made State a number six national seed and didn't put them in the top four didn't mean anything because State 
got what appears to be a pretty favorable draw. Um, let me let me uh, clue you in on something. If you're listening to the show right now, uh, you have something called the SEC spring meetings going on. Every coach, every athletic director in the SEC all getting together for a week of meetings and voting on certain things in Destin, Florida. A couple of years ago, heck, it might have been last year. I don't think it was last year, though. Sometime in the last couple of years, I actually went to it and covered it. They go down there to this big resort. It's kind of backed off the road. You got to have a pass just to get in there. And it's a big hotel right on the water. And so the ADs and the coaches get together, bring their families. And they all have a pretty big time. They eat well. They do meet. They do have meetings and stuff throughout the day, but they eat well, party on the beach, you know, all that stuff. And then, you know, some some media, not a lot, but media can get credentialed to come in and cover it. They make them available. And in my experience, the coaches and all, when they go to the podium and take questions, it's much more relaxed and kind of laid back than SEC media days for football, for instance, because that's kind of guarded. They're dressed up in suits and ties, cameras and lights everywhere. Yeah, there's TV coverage, there's radio coverage and stuff, but it's a little different. The media group is smaller. It's a smaller number. Um, It's usually those that are a little less on the periphery <laughs> in terms of media actually covering the team. It's usually people that the, t- the coaches in the 80s know. So it's just more laid back. I liked it. But it's hard to get down there and cover that right after the SEC baseball tournament. Some things that will be on the docket this year and today and going forward They're going to talk about the possibility of alcohol sales at SEC football games, the concession stands, selling beer, changing that conference rule as it relates to state laws and stuff around the Southeast and all that. For instance, I I may be totally crazy, but I think in in Mississippi, like the SEC could change the rule, but it's still a state law. You're not going to sell alcohol on college campuses. Um, I, y'all help me out, but I think that's what you're looking at. So anyway, they're kicking that around. Alcohol sales at SEC games. Changing the conference scheduling model. Right now you got eight conference games in football. Will you go to nine? I hate this current scheduling model. I don't. I, hate's the wrong word. I mean, it is what it is. I just think it could be a whole lot better. They're going to talk about the possibility of offering up injury reports each week to media because coaches continue to get asked. They don't want to. Since they don't have to give the information, a lot of them don't. They get ridiculed for it. Will they just go to a standard injury report each week? And then the possibility of playoff expansion. The other thing that's happening is basketball coaches go also. And so Will Wade, the head coach at LSU, is making his first public statements and answering questions since the whole suspension and FBI tapes and all that kind of stuff. He's at the podium. You'll get an earful and faceful of all that coming up in the coming days. Just get ready for it. I'll keep you posted if anything significant comes out of there. And those are issues that we can talk about all throughout the offseason. For us, next, we're going to count it down. Three more college football teams to preview and our countdown of 100 teams leading up to the start of the season. And one you're going to recognize next at team number 95. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Stick around. 
You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. Knock him out, John. Knock him out, John. That's right. Back on the show. Will Wade, the basketball coach at LSU, freshly reinstated recently after they're going to make a change at athletics director at LSU. Um, He's talking at SEC spring meetings. He's remorseful. and I put myself in that situation. So you got to live with it. I, uh, a situation took away from the team and the players. Uh, I was proud of the guys, the way they responded. On and on. Look, look, all of it is simple. And all this other stuff is hot air. So he's admitting it, though. Well, and he's is this talking like OJ in that book, If I Did It. No, he's not admitting anything. He's oh. saying. He did say, yeah, we finally met with the NCAA and LSU, and that's why I was reinstated. And he's saying he needs to build trust with the new AD, Scott Woodward, and going to take time to build on that. And, you know, saying all the right things. But it's just so simple. All of it is simple. It is to be successful in big-time college athletics, football and basketball anyway, you have to pay players. I'm sorry. Deep, deep breath. I'm sick and, you know, everybody tiptoes around it. And what they're doing is, you know, they're looking for ways to not get themselves thrown in jail by doing it. Okay. And what happened? Is he involved in it? Sure. Are lots of basketball coaches? You bet. Involved in it. Know about it. Involved in it. And it's just kind of the way it all works. Okay. And in this case, he's reinstated because when they finally get, they take a good month, he and his team of lawyers, take a good month to figure out where all the holes are, and it takes some time pouring over stuff to make sure they don't make a mistake. And then they finally go and meet after about a month and say, dot, 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 no proof here, no proof there, and until there is proof, you got to reinstate him. LSU looks at the contract and goes, they're right. Until there's proof, we reinstate him, and we just go on. And it's part of the reason that a lot of the Ole Miss fans and stuff and supporters were throwing a fit and – you know, you can understand it. Is they're going, look, everybody's doing the same stuff, and then why are we getting called to the carpet on ours? <laughs> right, wrong, or indifferent, you want the truth? That's the truth of the situation. And that's the problem with the whole curtain that's pulled over the NCAA stuff. And it's why there's um, continues to be, it's hard for them to argue behind closed doors and stuff about the whole paying the players with their likeness and all that kind of stuff is because you know, the more they talk about it, the more conversations, the more people just look up and go, why Why aren't we just admitting that there's already a pretty steady flow of cash and benefits going to football and basketball players now? Because there is. Stop pretending and tiptoeing around it and just accept it for what it is. I don't know why more media people do it. Maybe they're afraid they're going to get fired. Is that it? Because, you know, a lot of our media, sports media as well, on certain things, they love to posture, poke their chest out, bow up. Look at me, I got muscles. But on the real stuff, they just zip their lip, afraid. 
in general, your media are scurrying little roaches when the light gets turned on. <clears throat> All right. Here we go. Countdown of 100 football teams in 100 days. Today is day number 95. Let's do it. I got to go fast because Gator Greg's hanging on. <laughs> Team number 95. Today is 95 days from August the 31st where we're going to put the ball on the ground. Put the ball down and say, hoot, hoot. In 95 days. Don't you love it, Roger? I'm excited. Well, team number 95 on the countdown is from Conference USA and a real close to home. To the top. Come on. Southern Miss is team number 95 on the football power index at ESPN. USM. Yep. Last year, they won six games last year and didn't make a bowl because they didn't get picked for one, but they had enough wins. they just in the wrong conference. They beat Jackson State like a drum to start the year 55-7. Listen to the Golden Eagle Band sing. Isn't that beautiful? Uh, wins last year for Southern Miss over Jackson State, Rice, UTSA, Marshall, La Tech, and UTEP. Losses for Southern Miss to UL Monroe. Auburn, they gave Auburn a mouthful, 24-13 Auburn won on the uh, Plains. Uh, they lost to North Texas, lost to Charlotte, and lost in overtime to UAB. Now, quickly, you want to look ahead real quick to the Southern Miss 2019 schedule. Schedule, as some people say. They are going to host Alcorn State in 95 days. Southern Miss is going to host Alcorn State on August 31st. And then week two, they go to Davis Wade Stadium, Mississippi State, hosting Southern Miss in week two. Then at Troy, then at Alabama. So Southern Miss this year will start at home against Alcorn State, then three straight road games, State, Troy, and then Alabama. They get UTEP and North Texas at home. Back-to-back CUSA games on the road, La Tech and Rice. And then in November, the finishing stretch in Conference USA in November for Southern Miss is two at home, two on the road. They host UAB, go to UTSA, host Western Kentucky, which will be big, and then go to Florida Atlantic to finish the season. Just a glance at the schedule and uh, no personnel preview here because we got all summer long to do it, getting ready for this uh, season. With a little bit of time left, the Divinity Equipment phone, Divinity Equipment, Madison, and in Jackson, Gator Greg. Greg, the Gators got in the tournament. Congratulations. I appreciate it, uh, you know, Mr. Wyatt. I'm glad you and uh, Mr. Hamill were wrong about that. And I, I didn't want to, I thought y'all were wrong last week. I didn't want to sound like a homer. <laughs> I thought that then they looked like they got in there pretty comfortably. Uh, they weren't one to last four in. But first, let's, if you hadn't already done it, let's send our uh, best wishes, let's send condolences to our friends over there at the Auburn family with the loss of Mr. Bramlin and his wife. Uh, that was just terrible news mm-hmm. listening to that, waking up Awful. Sunday about it. I know you probably 
in your uh, time uh, working, uh, you know, with with, uh, with the dogs uh, that you run across him, and I've met Mr. Bramlett before. Really, it was a class act. He was a Auburn man. Uh, that call that he had against Alabama and some of the ones I remember the tip pass against Georgia a couple of years ago really was a fine man. I know that they're remembering him down at the SEC meetings. Mm-hmm. I kind of agree with you on the scheduling, although I think the SEC's uh, take is going to be we've had teams in the playoff every year. We don't need to go to nine, although I think eventually the network's going to dictate that. I agree with you. It's kind of crazy. The Gators were there in Starkville, what, uh, last year? You won't see the Gators, and then we won't see State for maybe, what, five, six, seven years? 2025 uh, is when they play again in Gainesville. This just doesn't make sense. Nope. So I'll ask you, Mr. White, are you going to do any uh, uh, work uh, uh, with the regional? I, don't you, I wish you'd get an assignment. They need to get you because some of these ones they got doing these regionals on this basis loaded might have to mute because I don't like them. I think you do a good job. But, uh, you know, looking forward to that one. I, I think I might be one-on-one because I can't quite – Lubbock is way, way out way out in the middle of Texas, nowhere. Mm-hmm. I've been there once, don't want to go back. But uh, I may try to do two in one day. Uh, surprise, old Mr. Got was high. You know, I, I thought they would get one, but they're a little high. I think Mississippi State, I'm a little surprised. I think they should have got a little higher deal, but it, it looked like it worked out. Yeah. You got a favorable uh, matchup and, and got Stanford. If they uh, make it through, and I think Stanford may not make it through, I'm gonna go ahead and call it that. I think they'll get knocked off, and I think uh, I see you maybe in two weeks in Omaha, Mr. Wyatt. We're going to make a reservation because I think the Gators gonna make it too. You have a great show. At a boy, you too. Let's send him out the right way. How do we do that? Chomp, chomp, Gator Greg. <clears throat> the Gators. He said he thinks the Gators are gonna make it to Omaha. Where did they send them? They are the three seed. In Lubbock, Texas. Texas Tech, the one. Dallas Baptist, the two. Florida, the three. And Army is the four seed out there in Lubbock. What a fun group that is. If you're a Texas Tech fan or out there in Lubbock, you get to watch a fun group of um, baseball teams. What an Army was in the Baton Rouge regional last year, I think. Yeah. Yeah, um, I did not know, you know, personally, Rod Bramlett, the longtime play-by-play announcer for Auburn football, basketball, baseball, who he and his wife killed in an auto accident this past weekend in Auburn. I would met him, yes, you know, several times at games, you know, whether it's in his booth or ours, you know, you shake hands, say hello. Most often what will happen before a football game is the announcer's the play-by-play guys will talk to each other and go over pronunciations and that kind of thing. And so I usually don't take part in that. <clears throat> so I'd met him, but I didn't really know him. But certainly a sad thing. You know good and well that that sends a – it kind of puts a cloud over everything going on at the SEC meetings in Destin this week because so many of those guys knew him. Like Scott Strickland was good friends with him. He's now at Florida. The Auburn folks, everybody um, you know, is going to have kind of a heavy heart during that whole time down there, certainly. All right, so uh, tomorrow, I look forward to seeing you on location. Yep, on location. Look forward to seeing you tomorrow at Frank's Chevrolet in Kosciuszko for the show. I'll see you then. Come see me. See you. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show.